0: Hi guys, my name is Will. Welcome back to Uncomfortable Christianity where we strive to have real conversations about following Christ in order to encourage others to do the same.
1: And my name's Titus, and here at Uncomfy, we don't just want you to be a couch dweller in your faith. We want you to be uncomfortable for Christ.
0: Guys, we are so honored to have Pastor John G. Tate in here today to talk about discipleship. And this episode is really going to focus on just having a better understanding of what biblical discipleship looks like, the importance of it as a whole, and how to have healthy discipleship and what that looks like. And without further ado, take it away, Pastor
2: John G. (laughs) All right. Well, Will and Titus, thank you guys so much. It's an honor to be with you guys here in the studio today talking, uh, talking discipleship. Uh, that is uh, obviously near and dear to my heart. Um, been in ministry for uh, wow, I've been in ministry for thirty years. So that's uh, that's, that's a little a crazy time. to think about. It's a long time, yeah. <laughs> um, got called into ministry while serving at a camp called the Masters Inn, which is just south here of uh, of Liberty. And um, you know, graduated from high school, went there uh, as a as a summer camp counselor, and uh, was. Had, uh, I think I had five or six uh, first through sixth graders in my Sioux Indian teepee back in the Indian village <laughs> there. And uh, when I graduated from high school, you know, that you walk across the stage as a high school student and they say plans to pursue, I had no idea as a graduating high school senior what I wanted to do. Um, the word that came to my mind was anything that had to do with adrenaline. Uh, I grew up a military kid before my father went into ministry. And so I, uh, you know, it was just military, maybe adrenaline, uh, law enforcement, give me a gun and I can have authority to drive fast and run after people. <laughs> so I think that that's what they said, uh, plans to pursue law enforcement. And, and then I graduated from, it was like, you know, Wednesday was like a graduation day. And Thursday, my dad drove me to the Master's Inn in Alta Vista, Virginia. And here, it's time to disciple, you know, children who come to camp and, Uh, that Thursday Friday I think kids went home on Saturday and I just kind of hung out that weekend didn't really feel like I did what I was called to do gave my life to Christ at 10 and then was a follower of Christ you know basically all the way through high school middle school Uh, but I had never led anybody to Christ before and so now there's somebody the camp director saying hey this is what we're all about Um, you know helping children come to know Jesus and learn how to follow him in the week that we're here and so uh, I just spent a lot of time in prayer that weekend and then came back the next week and thought, all right man I just don't feel like I, I was intentional enough with the gospel with those kids specifically at what we call TP time at night where it's like hey it's time to go to bed and they of course they're all wound up and I'm gonna share some sort of a Bible story um, and I really came into that next week. I had five uh, I had five boys that were around the fifth, uh, fifth and sixth grade mark, and um, just every night, you know, just sharing the gospel with them. And I remember the night that that I, I just said, "Hey, listen, guys, this is this is the gospel." And I think I just walked them through something like John three sixteen. I said, "Man, if you want to come out on this TP deck and have a conversation with me about what it means to to surrender your life to Jesus and follow Him, man, I just invite you to come talk to me." I prayed for him, walked out through the hole of that TP. And went out and sat on the deck and and man it was probably 30 seconds I heard two little feet hop out of their little bunk he kind of tiptoed out sat down beside me with his flashlight had his Bible he said man I've never done that and so mm-hmm. shared Christ with him he surrendered his life to the Lord prayed for him he goes back inside I'm freaking out what just happened and next thing I know I hear two more feet boom and he comes out and he sits down and I said you know little buddy what, what's you know what's going on and he said I've never done that and one by one, that night, all five of those boys gave their lives to Christ. That night rocked my world. It was, it was an adrenaline like I've never experienced. Um, that night, I really felt like God was saying, "This is what, this is what you're gonna do. This is what I'm calling you to do for the rest of your life." Uh, I was 19, and um, man, the rest is history. And so, discipleship and and just walking people through that has been my journey of course graduated from liberty with a uh, youth ministry degree here in religion and then went on to southeastern seminary to get a uh, master's in counseling Uh, listen to what people say and listen for incorrect biblical language and thinking and correct it with what the bible says is what i heard at southeastern seminary and so i just kind of jumped ship from the masters of divinity track and thought man That's 90% of what I do, and so I got a a degree in counseling. I spent uh, my early years in student ministry, and then uh, for the last 14 years, I've been church planting, planted a church in Bedford, Virginia called Bedrock Community Church, and then over the last 14 years, we've planted nine other churches, Um, seven of those in the United States and two of those in Nicaragua, and so that's my journey uh, as far as ministry goes and discipleship. And, um, just, man, it it is, it's what it's all about. Wow. You just
1: gave us a lot of experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a lot. That's, that's really awesome. And to Mm -hmm. see that it started from such a young age, it wasn't just something that you've recently come into or, you know, something that you came into at college, but like something that, you know, has been with you, maybe something that you've been learning along the way since even high school, which is, that's insane.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. Um, for me, it makes me feel like super energized and super tired at the same time. Just <laughs> hearing like how long and how much work there is ahead of me, sp- specifically me going into going into ministry and kind of having a similar similar background, but still, I would I think I'm on like step one of that, like being at Liberty, and then like the rest is still out there. So a lot of work still to do.
1: Yeah, but. It is important. Like you always have to take that first step wherever, wherever you're at um, in your walk with God that, you know, taking that first step. It's the first step down that journey. Just really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Will, take it away.
0: OK, yeah. So we just want to we'll start off really simple and kind of lay a lay a groundwork of what does what
2: disciple or
0: discipleship really mean?
2: Yeah, it's good. Um, I think discipleship as a whole, it begins at the feet of Jesus you know, when you when you dive into the scriptures, um, he invited us to come and die, you know, and follow him. Mark 8, 34 through 35, I think of um, it, which says, and calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. Um this is, this is the heartbeat of, of the example that Jesus set for us and, you know, that, that we are his disciples and then, you know, us turning around to others and, you know, making sure that people have an opportunity to hear Christ, respond to Christ, and then follow him. That's, that's it. I, I don't, you know, and, of course, I'm a church planter. And so it's not, it's not part of the process. Discipleship is the process. Everything revolves around discipleship and, and us calling people to disciples. Of course, the Great Commission from Matthew 28, you know, Jesus said to them, you know, basically, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. And behold, I'm with you always, to the end of the age. So there's this, there's this example that Jesus set. There's this command from Scripture. These aren't suggestions mm-hmm. for you know, hey, I think maybe you might like if you're good at. Nah, this is, this is not up for discussion. Yeah. If we're gonna follow Christ, this is, this is who we are. This is what we do. I think men like Paul came behind him. And uh, and followed that example in First uh, Timothy three fourteen through seventeen, he says he's speaking to Paul speaking to Timothy he says but as for you continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred things which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus and then of course the famous. Passage of Scripture that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So, you know, what is discipleship? If you press in and you're like, all right, give me, you know, give me a nerdy definition of of uh, of what discipleship is. It's um, it's it's a you know, there's a Greek word, um, that, but it basically means pupil, apprentice, or learner. Mm-hmm. It's really what it what it what it means. Um, but I can get real simple with it, you know. Just because I'm a seventh generation pastor in my family doesn't make me an expert on discipleship. It just means that I had great mentors in my life who taught me things. Uh, my dad was a woodworker and so I have a wood shop, you know, now in my house that my four kids and, you know, three foster kids have watched me in and And, and, you know, my son and I love to hunt together. And so there's a lot of things about hunting that my son knows why, because he was a, he was a, an apprentice with me. He was a learner with me. He was a pupil of mine as we just kind of did life together in the woodshop or hunting or with a, with an open Bible talking about life.
1: So yeah, that's, uh, you said something that really resonated with me, uh, it is a requirement for the Christian walk. It's a requirement for a believer. It's something that I think many churches, including the one that I grew up in, just left out completely. Um, It's a a bring them in, get them saved, Mm. drop them off. Mm. Um, There isn't much after that where there is no growth. And I, I truly wasn't, I would say, discipled till I was 17 years old and someone came along and realized, oh, Titus, you're a pastor's kid. That doesn't mean you know everything. Great. Let me help you here. Um, Let me pour into you in this way and let me walk alongside of you as you grow in scripture. But I got saved years before that at the age of six and just sat there for so long and worked on behavior modification rather than discipleship and growing in the spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And it hurt me later on when I'm now 20 years old and the underlings of those behavior modifications still live there. Mm -hmm. And it's ah, this, it's so annoying because it's the thing that your mind always goes back to, but that isn't at the center of discipleship whatsoever. It's leaning into the spirit in that way. Um, so it is a requirement that much, that is such key, um, in the lives of believers and in the lives of churches. Um, it has to be there.
2: Yeah. And I think that when you, you know, as a youth pastor, I can remember thinking about, you know, I was a three sport athlete in high school and, and if I didn't show up to practice then I didn't get to play. You don't. You don't start. You don't. You don't get to. You know. You don't get to get on the wrestling mat tonight because you haven't. You didn't. You didn't show up. You didn't meet the requirements. And yet, in in student ministry and a lot of times in churches, we we lower the the expectation bar because we want numbers. We want to get as many people in as we can. And yet, yep. uh, when we raise the bar as Jesus did, um, I believe people will jump to it. And, and so I can remember as a student pastor going, no, there's just some things that are not for everyone. And if you're not ready for this for this level of accountability, then this this program, this event, this this discipleship is you're just not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was OK with that um, because it is a it is a calling. It is a, you know, deny self. Come and die is not for everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, our next question um, is why is discipleship important biblically? Which I think you touched on that um, a lot in that first answer. But if you just want to give like a brief answer to that,
2: yeah, I could give a brief answer. I mean, basically, it, it's it's about our lives bringing glory to God. At the end of the day, that that's that's the ultimate thing. Is that my life is to is to is to be a, just a, a lighthouse of what Jesus has done in my life. And, of course, Jesus set the example when he said, you know, come and, and follow me and basically imitate me. I thought of things in my life where I'm called to imitate Jesus. I'm, I'm called to imitate his love, John 13, verse 34. I'm called to imitate his mission, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, his hum- humility, Ooh, that's big. Uh, Philippians mm-hmm. two five, his service. John thirteen fourteen, his suffering. First Peter two twenty one, and and ultimately his obedience to his Father in First John two three through six. Uh, just some of the simple ways that that this is just so important because of of how our lives are to bring God glory and be a lighthouse to the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like what you said earlier about the at the end of the day it is a command um, and if we're if we're honest with ourselves because we've kind of we kind of modeled this with like the idea because it's called uncomfy Christianity right? right so that implies the existence of comfortable Christianity yeah. and that's kind of what we, we try to combat because it's built off the statement you were called to be faithful you weren't called to be comfortable yeah. um, and at the end of the day like you, you talked about it like if you don't if you don't show up to practice if you don't like if you don't put in the work you're not gonna start you're not gonna play um, and it's a difficult realization, <clears throat> English, um, realization um, that, like, you, it, it's difficult. Like, discipleship isn't easy. Yeah. It's something that, like, you know, if you mess up or if you're not there on time or yada, 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 and you, you don't measure up, someone's going to be like, hey, some, there's going to be confrontation, there's going to be accountability. And at the end of the day, it is a command. Because let's be honest, how many, how many quote unquote Christians show up to church every day or every Sunday? Um, but they go to church and they don't talk to about anybody. They don't have they don't have that that relationship because at the end of the day we are communal beings. That like that is what we were created for. We were created for relationships, and relationships mm-hmm. were were meant to call something out of us to to bring us up to a higher level. And that that whole the verse about like iron sharpens iron. I yeah. think that's a huge that's a huge aspect to um, discipleship.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, everything within our world is is geared towards how can we make this fast and simple? Yeah. And from from walking into a room and the light switch, well, I, don't, I don't have to flip a light switch anymore. You know, motion <laughs> detectors turn them on for me. Um, I can control uh, people can control their grills that are out on their patio from the comfort of their couch on their phone. And turn it on and, and how much smoke is supposed to be smoking the meat right now. I mean, it's just so ATM God-like culture. Let me mm-hmm. let me just breeze in, pop this in, punch some numbers and get my cash and I'm gone. And that is just not the way God has designed it. And and we often forget that the path that Jesus took ended with, with a cat of nine tails. It, it ended with a crown of thorns. It ended... You know, with with his beard being pulled out, it ended with him being spit on and punched and and it ended with the cross. And and oftentimes we as followers of Christ need to remember that. And and what that enables us to do is stop looking for easy, stop looking for simple. And and if you're really following Christ, then um, (laughs) it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. you got to get off the couch. This isn't a, a kickback potatoes, chips Um, you know channel surf my 500 channels uh, life Mm. is different
1: yeah that is so good Um, one of the things that we say in our intro is we don't want you to just be a couch potato in your faith (laughs) that that isn't something that we want at all And you really hit the nail on the head I remember having a conversation um, with a student uh, last year about you know Facing a difficulty in their life, um, and their first inclination was, I'm going to quit. I'm going to run away. Uh-huh. I just don't think the Lord's calling to me, calling me to that anymore. I was like, I was having a conversation with you a week ago, and you were dead set on this being where the Lord wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. You had prayed about it earnestly. Like, this is something that you were seeking in an amazing way. And now you've hit a wall, and you want to turn around? It's, it is so fraught, like, throughout all of our culture. And sadly, just so so embedded in the lives of young people because that's what we've grown up with of right. living comfortably you're i mean you're so right alexa when i'm at home <laughs> she is awesome i can i'll be standing in the shower like yo alexa play me some adele i want to get sturdy right now and that is awesome but it you know all of these things that just are so completely opposite of who christ has called us to be living an uncomfortable life all those that um suffer to live a righteous life will suffer persecution it like that's something that's promised we're going to run into um but too often we just run completely in the opposite direction when we hit that um and that uh, just isn't what christ has called us to do
2: right
0: yeah one thing that you mentioned because you use um a little bit of a different word when you were talking about like woodworking and your son and you've talked about um like mentorship and discipleship and that's something that i've been personally like curious about and kind of just what the difference is because I, I do think there there has to be a difference yes
2: there is and and I have often heard it and and have you know somewhere along, along my way picked this up that coaching pours in mentorship pulls out mm-hmm. um, you know when I think about the coach or the uh, you know even the even the military drill sergeant during um, you know basic training who's just you know an inch away from, from somebody's face just yelling at them, that's a coach who says, "Man, I see in you something, and and I want to try to pull that out of you. I know there's more there, um, but mentorship is is where it pours pours you know pours in to that person, um, and then so discipleship for me is the next step that comes alongside of that that literally walks alongside of that holds accountable that." Is is the one who's there when you stepped in the manhole of your sin, mm-hmm. and and says, "Hey, bro, I got you. Come here. Let me dust mm-hmm. you off. You know, you know what? Your 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 last name hasn't been changed. God still loves you. You're still Amen. His. And we all make mistakes. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. And and our God is, no, He is not tolerant of sin, but He's also unbelievably graceful and merciful. And, and so here's what repentance looks like. Now let's get back to work. And I think all of that is, is discipleship of, of just walking alongside of people and, and you know, just doing the journey together. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. Your feet are going to get dusty just like mine did. We're going to walk through the same rivers. We're going to walk through the same valleys and mountaintops and experience the same conversations, and we're just gonna learn as we go,
1: mm. oh, I love that because um the when i was when I first was being discipled it was when I first re-entered my faith necessarily um, of you know living that just face value Christian life, but there was nothing underneath the surface mm. um so then when I you know came out of a lot of sin, um, definitely still some that was there. But um, I had a youth pastor who just walked alongside of. It wasn't constant, um, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, but walking alongside of me. I remember one thing that we would do almost every single day was wake up at 5 a.m. and we'd go to the gym. Um, and it was such a it was such a refreshing thing to see somebody walk alongside of, rather than look from above down mm. Um, mm. and like, go after me for the things that were wrong in my life. Um, But he just walked alongside of loved alongside of um, walked through scripture together, um, but also gave, you know, admonishing where necessary, but was there to, like you said, pull me out of that hole of my own sin um, and push me more towards Christ. Um, uh, So I think that is such a beautiful, um, beautiful definition of uh, discipleship versus mentorship. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah personally like I I really only think I've been through this maybe one time there's one guy um, who kind of came along me when I was sophomore in high school going through a little bit of a tough time things just weren't going well Um, sophomore junior year and then throughout senior year um, and kind of just believed in me more than I believed in myself um, especially at that time um, and kind of just came alongside me Um, but I think I think, yeah, I yeah. think it looks different biblically than what a lot of people have, like the mindset of what discipleship or mentorship is. Because like I've been to a couple of different churches doing internships there and kind of their method was, hey, we're going to sit down for an hour a week and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about a book. Mm. Um, and I like that. That might be good, but I think that's more along the lines of edification and like Learning and not
2: necessarily like specifically like discipleship. So what what does that look like biblically? Yeah, biblically, um, there's a verse in, in my Bible that I that I highlighted years ago and I remember reading it from First Thessalonians five, fourteen and fifteen, and just kind of stepping back going, That's it. That's that's what I'm supposed to be doing right now as a youth pastor with leaders and students. And and, and here's what it says. It says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint hearted, help the weak. Be patient with them all. See that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. And right below that, I, I just wrote four things off of that text. Warn the idle and the disruptive. Uh, man, I had students like that in student ministry. I've got people like that in church now. They're just they're just disruptive. And I mean, God's pretty specific about dissension, those who cause dissension among the brethren mm. in in his church. And so, what do we do with that? You go in and you warn them um, in love, speak the truth in love with grace. But man, you're idle right now, and and I see some danger coming if you continue in this path. Uh, also, encourage the disheartened um, today more than ever. It's a post-COVID world, man. You know, anxiety is an all time high among you know middle school students who are on medication for anxiety, and and so it's it's how do I come in and encourage? Um, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Proverbs says, and so we're to come alongside of and encourage those who who've lost loved ones, those who are going to celebrate, you know, Christmas coming up, uh, and and there's a family member that's not going to be there. Um, help the weak. How do I come alongside of and help them? And then the last thing it says is be patient with everyone. And so biblically this, this, this admonition to, to walk through those four things. For me, it's, that's discipleship. And Will, you just said it, you know, you had, you had a guy in your life who you're going through the season and, and it's just foggy, it's clouded. And you don't, you, you can't even see where I'm supposed to go. And somebody who's, who's just got a little bit more experience or has been there a little bit longer than you comes in and steps in and frames up that circumstance or that scenario or that experience. And it helps to change the way you're viewing the situation. Where you stand oftentimes determines what you see. And discipleship comes alongside of and says, hey, let me frame this up a little differently. Right now, you feel like you're under an extreme amount of pressure, but I know you want to run out from the vice. That vice might be something that God is allowing in your life to craft and form and chisel into you and it's building character. Stay in it. Don't run away. And we all got to have people like that in our lives. Mm,
1: That is so good. Um, Yeah, how you frame it. um, That is, it is just so telling of, you know, a lot of the times how we're looking at it can be so skewed because we have that one-person focus, mm-hmm. um, and the having that discipler come alongside of us and give us a different perspective from their point of view, and then help to shift where we see. Um, I think a lot of times that's what our relationship with Christ um, is: of we're looking at an issue, um, and Christ is like, "Man, if only you could see it from up here," mm. um, because you know, and then He just g- gently shifts your gaze, and you're like, Oh. I get, I get it now, um, but I mean, if I if if I had now looking back, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, um, and uh, you know, I I can specifically point out the line through my life that is Christ and how He has shaped all of that. But when I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, what 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 is going on? Um, when I just get in a car accident and my truck is just totaled, I'm like, so this wasn't in the plans. And the Lord's like, yeah, well. We're going to see what that looks like now. Um, You know, you know, when I have to leave Liberty um, because of finances for a semester, that wasn't in the plans. Um, But, you know, looking back, that was one of the deepest, most intimate times in my relationship with Christ when I was singularly alone. But when I was leaving Liberty, oh, absolutely wrecked, so confused as to why. Um, And, you know. That, that discipleship should just mirror that relationship we have with Christ in such mm. a beautiful way so I think you, you put that um, in some really 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 good words for us
0: yeah so so we've talked a lot about it but now what mm. like what is, what does it look like <laughs> yeah. what does it look like practically and I'll, I'll I'll ask this question but also throw in a little bonus question after um, what is what does this look like practically in modern times and also like if you're if you're in the situation where you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you're like, OK, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not at the place where I can disciple somebody else, but I need to be discipled. What do you look for mm. in someone
2: to disciple you and have that relationship? Yep. So the so the first piece is, you know, what about those who are listening who say, OK, I what is the model? Mm-hmm. Um, what what would be, you know, those steps that I would take to become a discipler? Mm -hmm. Uh, disciples make disciples who make disciples that's the path and so I start with Jesus when I look at the model of Jesus I think Jesus modeled um, you know the life without sin and he he mentored those men and then it was hey okay now it's your turn you go here here's here's you know here's the basket Um, you go you feed them and 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 then he he monitored their behavior he monitored their actions and then he continued to motivate him um, through through questions and conversations. And we're walking along the road. And here, let me, let me point out this tree as we're on our journey. Um, it, that's kind of the the model for me of following what Jesus did. I, I you know I go back to Liberty University days here. I heard the five C's of uh, of 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 youth ministry back in the day, but it was so. And, and I mean, I've spent you know how many years since I graduated from here just literally applying that of. You know, the how do I know when the turkey's done on Thanksgiving? I stick a thermometer in it. I've got to have some way of a gauge to measure the growth of the person that I say I'm discipling. And what does it look like? And what are some measurable marks? Uh, Well, this is where somebody at Liberty University years ago came up with the five C's of being converted, churched, craving God's word, having compassion for the lost. And then ultimately, being a person who Romans 12:1 and 2 says, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. My body is a living sacrifice to God. Uh, if He calls me to go to Africa, bounce, I'm out. You know, mm-hmm. if if He calls mm-hmm. me to to sell my possessions and and get mobile because we're gonna we're just gonna be ready for whenever He tells us to go. If it calls, if He calls me to downsize my way of living, live less to do more so that when i get that tug in church on sunday morning to give to missions or whatever i've got margin now financially in my life to give that's just a consecrated life so those are i guess some some you know um you know mile markers or or some things to, to to frame up how we do that um what does it look like practically i think you said it earlier and i Got Proverbs twenty-seven, seventeen. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen mm. another. That's literally what it looks like. Um, I've got a there was a guy in our church who he he was just like that guy who who you would meet and and you know. He would say, hey, man, let's get together sometime. And you go, yeah, 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 let's get together sometime. And then you depart and like three months go by and then you see each other again. Hey, man, when are we going to get together? Yeah, we'll get together, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm not that dude. The first time I met him, he said, hey, let's get together for lunch. I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do that. And he goes, all right, when? Monday? And he just looks at me and I'm like, uh, whoa, all right. Uh, he goes, I'm free on Tuesday. Tuesday afternoon, you want to come? And, and he was just, you know, no talk, all action, let's do this. And so he got really convicted about, <clears throat> about the call to discipleship. And mm-hmm. he's walking across the street, saw his neighbor out raking leaves, walks over to his neighbor, uh, introduces himself, and says, Hey, man, they start talking, you know, life on the street. And, and this is literally what he said to him. He said, Listen, I study the Bible. I read it in the morning over coffee. Would you like to come and sit at my kitchen table once a week as we read the Bible together? and learn to do life the way jesus would have
1: mm.
2: that was it that was and i'm like that's what you said to your neighbor he goes yeah so what'd he say he, he looked at me and he said you know i've always wanted to, to 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 learn more about the bible what time do you do it of course homeboy was like i'm 6 a.m man and so he's like all right i'll knock on the door he's like yeah don't ring the doorbell kids are sleeping uh but for him that was it and they started just literally walking through the scriptures together and they would get together, sit at the kitchen table, drink some coffee and say, all right, next week, you know, read chapters three and four. And that's it. They come back together and they read chapters three and four. They, they join in, they read the Bible together. Uh, next thing I know, one of the other neighbors is joining in and there's three of them now. And I'm like, that's discipleship. We make it so complicated. But I think Paul says in First Corinthians 11:1, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. Like, that's it. I'm following Jesus. You want to come? And, and that's, that's discipleship. It's just doing life with people and inviting them to, to come into your space. And, and, and oftentimes at Bedrock, we're like, what do you like to do? Who are you? Uh, when I moved to Bedford, um, I'm, I'm just a country boy. I'd rather be gutting deer with blood on my hands probably. <laughs> and so, so uh, one of the other guys and I, we joined the gun club in Bedford because we just like guns, we like to shoot. And next thing I know, I'm sitting around a bunch of Bubbas who are just dropping F-bombs like crazy, and, and we're just doing life together. And, and in the midst of that, who I am oozes out because I'm a follower of Jesus. So I talk different. Uh, I talk positive about my wife and my kids and, you know, my 25 years of marriage, and they're all talking, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And, and I think that's discipleship. It's just the way we live.
1: Uh that is so true of just it is just that walking along and it's like we say it and it sounds so simple <laughs> that's because it is you're just inviting somebody into what you're walking with Christ because it is all a walk together mm. um you're all headed towards the same mark um there isn't a finish the line. finish line is death right i mean yeah, <laughs> like glory. there isn't aim, yeah right like get <laughs> me there sooner lord especially yeah. during finals week <laughs> um like That that finish line is death. We're we you know, we never know when we're going to reach that. So we continually have to strive for that mark um, of just just keep plugging away, keep plugging away. Um, One thing that we uh, I tell to my guys on my hall is um, (laughs) we want you to be faithful, faithfulness over fruitfulness. Mm. Um, Continually just keep walking along. You aren't going to know what God's will is for you in the next 10 years. Like, if the Lord gives you a divine revelation, what that is, praise the Lord. That's awesome. Um, but his will for you today is to be obedient. Mm. Invite people in on that obedience with Christ. Um, it, I think we overcomplicate discipleship so, 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 so much. And I think you just laid it straight out there. Of, it is simple of just inviting people in. Um, inviting people into what you like to do. Mm-hmm. I love eating so much. <laughs> so, like, food is just so amazing it's important yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i had a little too important for me um but inviting people in a lot of times looks like hey let's let's go get something to eat i really like walking and drinking coffee mm. walking is so much fun for me well knows we've gone on midnight yeah. walks
0: before i'm gonna be honest i hate getting food with people <laughs> i do it's so awkward i don't want to sit there and talk to you <laughs> while we're also putting food in our mouths yeah it's just so weird and we're just sitting there I'm a very, like, active, busy person. I would much rather go on a walk or do something or go play Frisbee golf yeah. or go do literally anything besides sit there and stare at you while we put food in our mouths.
1: All right. Well, I won't be going on any meals with you. Yeah. No, future. Don't. I, <laughs> I don't like doing yeah. it.
0: Yeah. It's, and it's just like it's everyone's <clears> default of, hey, can I catch a meal with you this week? I'm oh, like, yeah. I really don't want to. Yeah and that
1: it's again it's one of those things of inviting people into your life inviting people in, like sometimes maybe inviting yourself into what they like to do um i have some friends who love rock climbing i could care less why are we climbing <laughs> rocks like they it's a rock nice cool like man the structure is just I'm like, oh, no. okay cool um but they'll they'll go rock climbing together and that's how they spend quality time together and they walk together um in the lord and then we will go talk about Scripture later on. So it, it really is as simple as that of just, um, just inviting people into your walk with Christ. You know, maybe sometimes pushing yourself into theirs. <laughs> right. Now, yeah.
0: Yeah, one of the things that we want to be we want to be very purposeful about is we don't just want this to be a, a conversation. We don't just want this to be an episode that you listen to for thirty, forty minutes and go, Oh, now I'm a master on this topic. I I know all about discipleship. We want discipleship. We want we want to challenge you. Yeah. We want this to be a conversation that continues was the phrase that Titus used when we were talking about this. Um and we want this to be something that is applicable to your daily lives. So like we want to challenge you. If you are at that point where you're like, Oh my gosh, I've been going to church for so long and no one's ever like seek out a disciple or, or a mentor or someone that can pour into you. Yeah. Um, someone older than you, wiser than you, um, more spiritual than you, and just at a different point in their walk with Christ and just follow them as they follow Christ. And and if you are at that spot where where you 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 are comfortable with taking other people along with you, then look for someone that, that I think as Johnji said, like The guy was talking to the other guy and the guy was like oh i've always wanted to do that you never know like how many people are out there especially like in the church world if you if you do go to church or outside of it how many people do want to grow closer to christ but they just don't have that relationship and they don't have someone that has been willing to to pour into them um, so seek that out. We don't just want this to be something that it's so easy to be complacent about that with yeah. all the different stuff there is out there about the Christian walk and the Christian faith and the Christian life. Um, so we just want to challenge you to to go. Yeah.
1: And that's, you know, starts in your church. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're not going to church, go to church. Um, get involved in that aspect. Start serving and get plugged in. Um, join uh, whatever your church calls it—a life group. Um, my church calls it discipleship groups. Um, get get involved in whatever way that might be. Pushed to be involved. Um, uh, that is—it's so important. That—that's a key setting of that. Um, like Will said, you have no idea who else is sitting in those pews, who's also wondering how to have a deeper faith, who's wondering, I really just want somebody to walk alongside with. Um, you know, Will and I have the luxury of going to university where, you know. The entire student body um, is made up of, I would say, largely believers. And you can't say that 100 percent. But people who are familiar with their faith or maybe they're, you know, just jumping into their faith. Um, We could just pick somebody up off the bus if we wanted to and dive deep in that way. But, um, you know, we don't all have that luxury. Um, Start in church, you know, Um, you know, start with the people that are around you. I mean. Johnji goes to the gun club and they throw <laughs> language around like nobody's business. That's okay. Um, I play soccer with some guys and that don't have the nicest mouth sometimes. That is okay. Lead by example, live by example. Um, you know, they will see something different in you um, mm-hmm. if Christ is in you. Uh, because if you're continually walking with Him, um, he, he comes out <laughs> in ways in which you are walking as well. Um, so, push to do that. Let this be a conversation that continues um, with you wherever you're going, um, whether that be in school, whether that be in your church, whether that be at your workplace, and um, whatever it might be. Um, let this be a conversation that continues. Of This isn't just something
0: that we talked about. It's something that you're going to go live out. Thank you guys for joining us here at Uncomfy. Please check us out on social media and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.
1: And remember to share with your friends and family so you can encourage them to live uncomfortably for Christ. And always remember, stay uncomfortable.